0: My name is Ilya Kovtun, and my coach, Irina Nadyuk, is here helping me write out my answers to the interview questions.
1: Ilya Kovtun is a promising young gymnast from Ukraine. And he has a story he wants to tell you. It's about the very difficult past few weeks he's had, and how the war that's broken out in his homeland has had a very unexpected impact on his life as a gymnast. Today on Blind Landing, we're bringing you Ilya's story in his own words. Well, actually, that little snippet you just heard in Ukrainian, that's all you'll be hearing of Ilya's voice. He wanted to communicate by writing instead of talking on the phone. Ilya was worried that if he tried talking out loud, he'd get too emotional.
0: Giving answers with my voice, I can get flustered because it's very difficult to talk about Ukraine. My family, my friends, like all Ukrainians, they're living with war. All the time for them, it's just the sound of sirens in a state of constant fear. The place they're in is calm right now, but we understand that the enemy does not stop, will not stop. I'm so afraid for my family and the whole Ukrainian people. My heart is breaking.
1: Ilya's family is in Ukraine, but he's not with them. For the past month, he's been hundreds, sometimes thousands of miles away, competing all around Europe in the Middle East. Right now, instead of fighting on the front lines, Ilya has been given a different mission by his country to
0: win gold. It is so difficult to be apart from our loved ones, but all we can do is carry out our mission.
1: In this episode, we're taking a break from figure skating and going back to the world of gymnastics to do something that we thought was timely and important, to bring you the perspective of a Ukrainian athlete and the story of how Russia's aggression against Ukraine found its way onto the competition floor. I'm Ari Saperstein, and this is a special episode from Blind Landing. this, Ilya Kovtun of Ukraine, bronze medalist, all-around bronze medalist the world championships, just 18. Remarkable. When Ilya Kovtun won the bronze medal at the world championships in 2021, it cemented that Ilya is, in many ways, the future of Ukrainian gymnastics. At just 18 years old, he is both one of the top gymnasts in the world and just at the beginning of his career. At the start of 2022, Ilya was one of the gymnasts to watch as the international competition season kicked off with the World Cup Series. In February, Ilya and a delegation from Ukraine set off for the first of four competitions.
0: We actually left Ukraine before the beginning of the war and could not imagine it happening. Just did not believe this would actually happen in our lifetime. I mean, sure, we were a little bit worried, but could we really imagine a terrible, ruthless war today in modern society? No way.
1: It has happened. This is Ukraine's capital. What seemed unthinkable in the 21st century is now underway. A democratic country has been invaded by its nuclear-armed neighbor on multiple fronts. People are not safe in their own homes. The Russian invasion of Ukraine started on February 24th the same day that the World Cup series started
0: in Copus, Germany.
1: Welcome to Kottbuss, Germany, and the first Artistic Gymnastics World Cup of a brand new Olympic cycle.
0: The news spread instantly, immediately as the war started, from the crack of dawn that first day.
1: The world looks at Ilya Kovtun of Ukraine, how he competes with a clear head, goodness only knows. During the three days of competition in Karpus, those first three days of war, Ilya and his teammates were inundated with updates about Ukraine. About attacks on civilians, on suburbs, on hospitals.
0: We were all watching it. The whole world was seeing what was happening in Ukraine.
1: The organizers of the World Cup were quick to show solidarity. They opened the competition talking about the invasion and held a moment of silence. But there was a strange tension brewing inside the arena, as Ilya and his teammates found themselves competing directly against gymnasts from Russia and Belarus.
0: We didn't want to take part in a competition with Russian and Belarusian gymnasts. We did not think gymnasts from the countries attacking Ukraine should be there. The Ukrainian delegation, we asked for them to be banned. But the request was rejected by the World Cup organizers
1: the gymnast left Kappas, Germany, and traveled to the next competition, the Doha World Cup. There, it seemed like everyone was just trying to keep their
0: distance. The Russians and us, we stayed separate from each other. They didn't bother us, we didn't really pay attention to them, we were competing in different subgroups, and there was just one final that they qualified for. That one event
1: was parallel bars, and Ilya qualified for the final too
0: the parallel bars, should would be a very exciting competition indeed.
1: Right before the finals started in Doha, the World Cup organizers announced that Russian and Belarusian athletes would, in fact, be banned from future competitions, making this moment the last time Ilya would be competing against them for the foreseeable future. <laughs> The parallel bars, they're two bars, six feet off the ground, a foot and a half apart. And for 45 seconds, Elias swings his body in and out of pirouetting handstands.
0: Yeah, Krypton, he must be absolutely exhausted competing in all these finals and everything else going on in his life as well. Psychologically, it's hard. You're thinking about the war and the danger in the fear that we might never see our nearest and dearest once again. To win on the
1: parallel bars, you need to be smooth and steady. To do that, you have to be calm, focused, put everything else aside.
0: All I can do is my job, this, the work of my life, and make every effort to take on this hardship with dignity. there were two
1: Russians competing. One placed six, another placed third. And Ilya?
0: Well, he gave it everything.
1: He finished in first place.
0: What an amazing achievement. Winning gold in exceptional circumstances with a fabulous score, 15.166.
1: After a long, emotional day of competing, Ilya had to face the elephant in the room. That he'd be sharing the stage at the medal ceremony with the Russian bronze medalist, Ivan Kuliak. But Ilya says when it got to that moment, it wasn't fraught. That he and Kuliak kept it cordial. Actually, Ilya says he extended a kind gesture to Kuliak.
0: Kuliak was just really upset during the award ceremony. So I invited him to take a photo together, which is a sports tradition and a sign of mutual respect.
1: A few minutes later, after the gymnasts went their separate ways, Ilya noticed that he was getting a lot of
0: notifications on his phone. After the competition, everyone started sending photos of us up on the podium to my coach and me. People were noticing that there was this symbol on Kuliak, this sign of war. Ilya didn't
1: realize it but the whole time they were up on the podium. In fact, through the whole competition, Kuliak had taped something on his shirt, a symbol in the shape of a Z. It was so small, the kind of thing you wouldn't notice if you weren't looking for it. But once you do notice it, and once you know what it means, it's all you can see. The Z, which has been seen on Russian tanks in Ukraine, has become the symbol of support for the
0: invasion. And pro-Russian supporters are using it at rallies and on their cars. The letter Z has become symbolic of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and has been seen painted on the sides of tanks and military vehicles. It's also being warned by pro-war politicians in Russia. Of course it surprised me. I guess if he wanted to become famous for something other than gymnastics, he succeeded. And one individual who has sparked huge outrage today is the Russian gymnast Ivan Kuliat after he was seen proudly wearing the Z symbol during his performance. And a Russian gymnast has been criticized for wearing it on a podium next to a Ukrainian. Like he
1: had the audacity to do that in front of the world and especially standing next to the winner of the golden medal, our Ukrainian gymnast. Russian athletes are currently banned from competing in any major international gymnastics competitions. But if and when the ban gets lifted, Kouliak will likely still be facing repercussions for his actions. Political statements of any kind aren't allowed at basically every sports competition, let alone something this controversial. The Z is a symbol that most Ukrainians see as a modern-day swastika, an endorsement of the targeted horrific violence against their people. To what degree Kouliak knew what he was doing is hard to say. Kuliaq claims that he had a different intention wearing it, says he was showing support for victory for the Russian army. And it is possible that Kuliaq really does not realize those things are one and the same. Russia has cracked down on what their citizens see and hear about the war in Ukraine, telling people like Kuliaq a very different narrative than the reality. That moment made headlines all around the world because people saw an eerie reflection of this moment we're living in in that photo of Ilya and Kuliak on the podium. On the right side of the photo, a Russian supporting the invasion of Ukraine. On the left, a Ukrainian, in spite of everything, coming out on top. Here were two young men who, if they weren't fighting it out for gold, might very well be drafted to fight in Ukraine. And who knows, maybe they will be. there are two more stops left on the World Cup circuit. Before the war, the plan was for Ilya and his teammates to go back home and for a different group of Ukrainian gymnasts to finish out the World Cup series. But that's not gonna happen. Right now, the gymnasts in Ukraine
0: can't get out. Our leadership gave us the direction to train and prepare for the next competition. Keep defending the honor of Ukraine on the sports field. So we're trying to stay strong and make every effort to have the Ukrainian national anthem play during the World Cup events. Ilya and his teammates are on their way to the next competition in Cairo.
1: They decided they're gonna finish out the World Cup and compete in place of the gymnasts, still in
0: Ukraine, who can't. It was a very difficult decision, probably one of the most difficult in our lives. We really wanna be at home with our loved ones and help our country on the ground in Ukraine.
1: Ilya's family has been pretty safe in central Ukraine, but in recent days, there's been more and more attacks there. He has no idea when he'll see them, when he'll go back, if he'll be able to go back. And it's not just Ilya. The teammates he's with, they're all teenagers, and they all have no idea what lies ahead after the World Cup.
0: I'm the youngest boy in our delegation, but there's two girls with us who are even younger. So we support each other and talk and try not to leave anyone alone for a long time. I try to console the girls, distract them a bit, offer helpful words of hope. We all calm each other down. We're a team. We're together all the time. Right now,
1: all they have is each other. For some Ukrainians, Ilya and his teammates are a symbol a symbol that's the opposite of the Z, a symbol of Ukrainian victory.
0: Each time we go out doing what we're supposed to do because we do believe that our country needs it.
1: After winning gold on parallel bars, Ilya posted a photo of the Ukrainian team on social media. In the caption, he wrote, let's show that Ukraine does not give up. And in the comments, a number of people wrote this Ukrainian phrase, "Heroim Slava, glory to the heroes. Blind Landing is hosted and edited by me, Ari Saperstein. This story was reported by me with editorial assistance from Jessica Taylor-Price, Anna Mayer, Ellen Weiss, Lauren Phipps, Luba Balajaeva, and Andrea Salazar. Our voice actor is Noah Camuso. Special thanks to Irina Najuk, Ilya's coach, for connecting us with him. We worked really hard to put this episode together so, so quickly, in less than a week. So if you liked what you heard, consider sharing this episode on social media, leaving us a review on your podcast app, or dropping us a few bucks in our virtual tip jar, which you can find a link to on our site and on our Twitter and Instagram. We are a 100% independently produced podcast. So even though every podcast asks for these things, it really is meaningful and impactful when you help support our show and stories like today's
0: episode. Thanks.